Hey, this is Joe Namath, and uh, they say it ain't easy being green. Are you ready? The New York Jets can beat anybody in the world, and I think we're going to win next Sunday. The New York Jets. I think Jet fans. Jet fans. Jet fans. Are very passionate. Are ready, Thank you, all you fans. They got their guy. Darnold falling to the Jets. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. That's such an upside. I think Jet fans. Very passionate. Brady sucks. Don't be sucks. Call the number, leave Ain't Easy Being Green Podcast, broadcasting to you live from beautiful, amazing, picturesque Crystal Lake Studios in Putnam Valley, New York. My name is Keith Farrell. I am joined on the line by none other than the biggest Jet fan in the state of Texas, my colleague and co-host, Michael Lagaris, everyone. Yo, what's up, everybody? And joining us this week to give us his expertise on everything Jet-related, Paulie Bruzies, co-host of the Jets Brawl Podcast, co-host of the Podfather Podcast, Holy, thank you for joining us. Hey, guys, thanks for having me. Uh, glad we were able to get get this on and, uh, you know, ready to talk about the upcoming 2020 season with the Jets and, uh, you know, what I think about it. Um, I know a lot of times, you know, some of my takes get people riled up, but I'm always honest, and, and that's what I take, you know, pride in. That's how you should be, and as a Jet fan, all the abuse all of us have been through through all these years, we could be defensive, we could be reactionary, sometimes we're overly critical of our team, um, and hopefully, maybe this year, maybe we're turning a corner, maybe finally what Joe Douglas has done on the offseason, I don't think it's going to be necessarily this year we take a giant leap forward, but talent-wise, at least, compared to last season on paper, we look a lot better. What do you think, Paulie, about the offseason? Free agents the Jets have added to the squad. Do you think just before the draft even came, were you impressed with what Joe Douglas did? Do you think it was enough? Do you think just, uh, you know, focusing on offensive line besides a few other guys, do you think that was the right move for Joe D and the New York Jets? I mean, was it enough? Um, I think it's never enough. Um, You should always be looking to add talent wherever you can, uh, no matter the position, whether you have, you know, a Pro Bowl type player at a position or if you're, you know, bare like the Jets were and still kind of are at wide receiver, you know, uh, you should always be adding talent. But I like what Joe Douglas has done in his short time here. Obviously didn't have the draft last year, had his first draft this year. Um, I like what they did along the old line. Uh, I wasn't really thrilled with the George Fant signing, but now I don't think that's really going to matter, at least when you're looking at the left tackle position. Um, I love what he did with McGovern um, and Van Rotten, because you want to know what? Uh, something the Jets have struggled with, um, you know, at least last year was uh, big plays being negated by penalties by the offensive line. Um, they signed guys who are low penalty guys, um, which is which is a major, which was a major issue. So I like that that's something that they put focus on um, to, to improve this line. Um, you know, uh, Pro Football Focus put out there that the Jets um, were third in the league in regards to improvement of offensive line. So, you know, everybody takes Pro Football Focus with a grain of salt. A lot of their stuff is really good. A lot of their stuff is extremely confusing, and then some of it just doesn't make any sense. Uh, but when it comes, <laughs> but when it comes to, but when it when it comes to ranking an old line, um, you know, I'm gonna take their word for it. They crunch the numbers. I just pay and read. Um, but I, I like what they did there. Um, I like what they've done on the defense, being able to bring back Poole and Jenkins. Um, I think those were great guys for this team. I wish they were a little bit longer than one-year deals, but, uh, you know, that's where they are. That's And, and Douglas had a, had a number and, and got them both back for that. Um, I like the Desir move. If he's healthy, um, I think he is a solid starting corner in this league. I also like a move that he made in trading for Quincy Wilson. Um, I know this is kind of closer to the draft, but 
I think Wilson is a, is a, is a player who was a very good player coming out of Florida. Uh, I think injuries and maybe some issues might have derailed him in, in Indy, but I trust Greg Williams. I was I was skeptical of the hire, even though I knew his pedigree, um, but I had some doubts. But what he did last year with makeshift players um, after losing, you know, Mosley and Williamson was really impressive. Um, so I, all in all, I mean, I don't think he did enough because I don't think the the wide receiver position has been upgraded enough. I mean, I understand what Perriman did at the end of last year, but I can't bank on that. Um, you know, they, they, they keep mentioning Josh Doxson and, you know, coming out, obviously it was a first round pick, but I can't bank on that. Uh, no. I'm high on Mims. I think he was a first round pick, but it's going to take him some time to get acclimated. I mean, if he bursts onto the scene, um, that would be great. I've mentioned on the Jets Brawl podcast, if he gives you what Robbie Anderson gave you last year, um, you know, obviously with Sam missing time, but, you know, 52 plus catches, 700 yards and, and six, seven touchdowns for a rookie season. You know, we're going to be thrilled with that. Um, but that's close to what DK Metcalf, who was another player I loved who fell to the second round, uh, did last year with Seattle. So I don't think they did enough in the skill position right now. But, you know, if Herndon is back and healthy, that's going to add a weapon. Um, yeah. If the line's better, Bell's going to be better. So, uh, and, and there's still time because, you know, vets are going to shake free once camp cuts come. But I would just have liked this scene a little bit more done at the wide receiver position other than, you know, with how deep this draft was just taking one wide out. Well, I can definitely see your point there, Paulie. Let me just ask you this. When it comes to the offensive line, we understood the offensive line was the biggest concern for the Jets going into the offseason. And if you look at Alex Lewis, who was brought in last year, mid-year, by Joe Douglas, and include him in the starting five of the offensive line for 2020, you have a brand new starting five offensive line from in 2020 from when Sam Darnold first took the field as a rookie, right? And yep. in that, and in that, the only large major contract signed was Connor McGovern, three years, $27 million deal. Now, if Fant ends up being what we potentially think he is, his contract essentially is just one year. He could play left tackle, right tackle. Becton can play left tackle, right tackle. Adoga, you know, backing either of those two up. You have Alex Lewis, and then you have Van Roten, or you have uh, Winters coming back potentially uh, if he is healthy and ready to play. I think with the, the level of weakness and how critical of a position the offensive line was. What Joe Douglas did, being fiscally responsible and being resourceful, attacking the draft, getting a guy like Cameron Clark in the fifth round, obviously going after Makai Becton with the first pick in, uh, with the 11th pick in the first round, and then grabbing a lot of these different free agents. I give him an A plus on the offensive line, just just because I'm not pinned pigeon-toed into major money it's flexible guys can play tackle guys can play guard you've got centers you can move that around right and you also have some returning folks coming back who have rhythm with sam 
I think as a offense from an offensive line perspective, what Joe Douglas has done, I give him an A plus from what we had. We were so bad last year right. in everything. So you know, if you, if you go ne- if we go next year from being thirty first and thirty second in almost every offensive line category to next season being thirteenth, fourteenth, or fifteenth even. Just the stats that Mike, you know, Mike's going to tell you in a moment. If Sam can just get adequate protection at all, what he's shown in the past, at least, is that he can play at an elite level. He just never has that. He never has right. And last year, I mean, last year, for instance, he had the least amount of time to throw of any quarterback in the league. If he can just have, if we're just middle of the road compared to last season, I mean, that's actually a giant upgrade for us. Yeah, Sam Darnold is seven and one with a one hundred and eight. Three, uh, 108.3 passer rating when the pressure rate is below 34%, which is but of the league average. And let's okay. not forget, I mean, he was pressured on 52% of his dropbacks. Oh my <laughs> no quarterback is going to be successful. So if the wow. line, the line is 1000% better than it was last year. There's no yeah. doubt about that. But if they give him time, we see what Sam can do. And, oh, yeah. and I think this is the year his year was hampered last year. The mono set the season off, you know, and, and regardless of when he recovered and returned, I mean, that's something that you it takes some time because, I mean, I know me. Um, I had it when I was younger. And, you know, when I played baseball after that, um, I, I was nervous about getting, like, hit by a ball. You know what sure. I mean? Like, sure. you know, getting hit by a pitch. So, yeah, I mean, I could just imagine what it's like when NFL, you know, defensive linemen and linebackers are coming after you. So, I, it, the team, is. I think the, the offensive line obviously definitely improved. Uh, it's just going to be interesting to see when they can start actually working together to develop chemistry. A- absolutely, absolutely. But my my point was that I feel like Joe Douglas did what he had to do with the offensive line. But I agree with your point with the receivers. I understand Brashar Perriman signing was only a one year deal, really just a Robbie replacement regarding in value. He brings in a guy like Josh Doxson, right? A, a former first round pick. We'll see what the deal is with him, right? Um, and then goes grabs Denzel Mims. Now you look at the receiving core and you say, okay, is it an upgrade? I think it's better than it was last year. But what I'm saying, what I feel is that Sam, the value we're gonna get with Sam being protected, you're it's like if you didn't improve the offensive line and just improve the receivers, you could get Randy Moss and Terrell Owens. And if you have a terrible offensive line, that's not going to make that much more value, right? Like you'll be able to you'll be able to make some noise, but still, if you have a solid offensive line and like average cats, Sam's going to make them look good. And that's what I'm saying. Like even though I agree with you, Paulie, I still think that because the offensive line has made the bounds and the improvements that it has and the increased value in Sam, I think you're going to see a dramatic shift in how the offense is executed next year, despite not upgrading the receiver group, to your point. Yeah, uh, I mean, I hope so. I hope so. But like, yeah. I, I guess you could say it is better. I mean, but we have to see it on the field. Like, what Perriman oh, yeah. did down the stretch, amazing. But is he going to continue in here? He started off his career extremely slow. He had drop issues. He couldn't cut it in 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 uh, Baltimore or Cleveland. Um you know, very pass-happy offense, down-the-field attack with Bruce Arians. Um, did that benefit? I don't know. Um, you know, he he did play when, when Mike Evans got hurt. So, you know, I'm hopeful, but I just want to see it first because if Darnold is the player that I think he can be, then I think he can elevate talent. 
but it's just it's one of those things where it's like I, to me there's there's no wide receiver currently on the team that scares the defense and until until I and I know that they've got guys with speed and that's great but until it's actually done in games and teams see it and they're like oh now okay Perriman is playing well oh Mims has burst onto the scene so it, mm-hmm. it definitely is a an improved group but by how much I'm not really sure yeah, what I wanted to say in regard to the wide receiver, I, I do agree with Paulie and how I, he said something before that I've been saying for a while. Like, if you look at, if you, we just keep it real, if you look what Robbie did over the years he was here, Robbie would, he stands out to all of us because we haven't really had a good passing game the last couple of years and he was the guys that would make, he was the guy that would make a lot of big spectacular plays. But the season would end and you'd be like, okay, Robbie Anderson would get about 700 something yards get about six or seven touchdowns that's not elite production mims could potentially and he hasn't done it yet that's the point say he comes in like paulie said say he can come in he could get seven or eight hundred yards say him and robbie become a wash why i look at it as just a slight upgrade from last year not a big one but a slight one is that if mims can just give you what robbie gave you which isn't out of the question at all considering seven eight hundred yards seven six or seven touchdowns for someone of his skill levels not too crazy then you go to your number two receiver crowder who was with the team last year with the team this year eight to 800 yards last year hopefully do about the same this year but then you go down the chart i think perriman is better player right now in the nfl than demarius thomas which last year was pretty much our third wide receiver and then we had vincent smith as our fourth wide receiver we didn't have herndon last year so if you have mims if he could do anything in the realm of what robbie did which is still an if i totally get that if crowder has similar production i think perriman griffin and Herndon all being out there, those are kind of three variables that we don't know how they're going to produce. We don't know what Herndon can do as a starter over a whole season because he got banged up last year. We think he could be good, but we don't know. So that's another big if. But say those things do click, we could potentially have maybe more weapons than we think on that side of the ball. But on paper, at least, it's tough to say the Jets have had a big upgrade when it comes to wide receiver. And one other thing, guys, when we get to the cornerback position, I think Pierre Desir was a heady move because this is a guy on a one-year deal who the previous year played great, last year not so much, put him on a one-year deal. All these corners seem to miraculously play great when they're on these one-year deals. Quincy Wilson, another good addition. We added Bryce Hall in the draft. I don't know. I think we didn't go out there in free agency or in the, or in the draft, really, aside from grabbing Mims. Uh, and do anything to give us dynamic playmakers. Um, but I, I think Joe Douglas was smart. What Joe Douglas said was, you know what, let me build up the foundation of this house. All know is that offensive line. And then maybe in the future season, maybe next year, maybe the year after that, you could focus more on those skill position players. Because I know the offensive line picks can be boring sometimes, but when it came to free agents and when it came to the draft, I mean, we added a ton of talent to that part. And like Mike said, that alone could be a big variable in improving the offense next year. Situation uh, got heavy on me. Now, uh, Paulie, one thing I wanted to say is the defense, people are going to say what they're going to say. And, th- and we're going to get into week one of 2020. Our next show, we're actually going to get in a full breakdown of the Buffalo Bills and their team against the roster, against the New York Jets roster. And there's a lot of narratives out there that the Buffalo Bills are so much more talented and so much more amazing than the Jets. I'm sorry, I don't buy it at all and let me tell you something if we had a healthy team last year and if cj mosley didn't go down and sam darnold didn't get mono okay the jets would have been right there okay and again that's another topic we're going to get into but obviously there's a lot of narratives out there oh the bills are going to go to the super bowl the bills are scrubs and we're going to get into (laughs) we're going to get that in a second it's not hate either it's just scrubs okay 
So, but I, Paulie, one thing I want to say is when it comes to the defense, you know, the Jets, in my opinion, have one of the best safety tandem in the entire National Football oh, they League. Do. And they have one of the best middle linebacker combinations, middle linebacker combinations in the National Football League. Now, edge we heard on. Secondary, we're not the greatest. We're going to be leaning on Pierre Desir and a couple of other players like Keith was saying. But our D-line with Fatukasi, with Nathan Shepard, is pretty pretty decent. I mean, we were number two in rushing uh, against the run last year. You know, so I think there's been some weapons that have been added for Greg Williams. I think that the draft picks that were added this year, along with uh, some of the free agent pickups, bringing back Jenkins. You know, I like where the Jet defense is. Obviously, I wish we had an elite pass rusher, but I think our defense is going to be a top tier defense in the NFL in 2020. What do you think? I agree. Um, I do need Quinlan Williams to to make more of an impact as a number three overall pick. Um, I, it needs to happen. I've seen some articles out there about, you know, some positive things, uh, from some, uh, some other sites who, you know, crunched the numbers and dived into the film and, and I get that, uh, and I get what his job was last year and I get that what he did was, you know, pretty good. But if you're the number three overall pick, I can't just have you taking up space. I need you to get after the quarterback. Um, Great. I think he, I think he, he lacked strength last year. Um, I think he needs to get a little bit stronger, which I've seen some videos. It looks like he's, you know, putting in the work. But I need him to get after the quarterback, and I need, I need, I need sacks. I know pressures is the, I know pressures is what everybody loves now in today's NFL. But pressures are great. Sacks, sacks are are, are just as are, are more effective. Um, yes. you're, you're, so, you're, I I could pressure a quarterback and he could throw the ball away. But if I sack the quarterback, he might lose ten to twelve yards, and he may turn the ball over. So pressures are great. You know that it is a stat that is important. It's not my favorite, but but for where he was selected, year two he's got to make this jump because if he can make a jump, that this defense as a whole is going to be really good. I that's a great point and segueing into the first week, uh, that week one of the 2020 schedule when we there was one guy that was taken by the Buffalo Bills named Ed Oliver, and I've seen a lot of narratives out there that Ed Oliver is better than Quinnen Williams. I wonder how they're feeling now with that. Uh, <laughs> That, that issue with that he had over there in Houston. Well, Did you I see mean, that, huh? Well, the thing that I saw is a lot of Jets fans ignored the fact that Quinnen also got arrested too because they wanted to get jokes off. So, like, it was funny to me. Like, people were like, cracking the jokes about Oliver, but they're forgetting that. Quinnen also was arrested. Quinnen so. did, but Quinnen I don't think is going to get suspended for what he yeah, did. Yeah, and I don't. And Oliver well, the, the different. Yeah, the Oliver's not going to be out week one. Oliver's not going to be out week one. We know how long this usually takes. So he, he I think he'll start the season. And he oh, may not how about be- that? Yeah. Last year, last year, Chris Herndon, um, I mean, he got himself a DWI. And it was it was a little earlier in the season than this. He missed the first four games of the year. And he also, I don't think he had a firearm on him. So who knows? It's, it's a crapshoot. You never know what the NFL, yeah. what's going to happen with these suspensions. Because there's Cause literally, there, yo, dude, there's, that's exact. There's no consistency. So last year, I'm thinking, of course, Herndon's going to be able to play the beginning of the season. We know how that went. The whole season was went south for him, and it started in the offseason. Hopefully, he won't be there, you know, at the beginning of the year, because anything that can help us, I mean, I'm positive with. I don't care who's not playing. Just like when Tom Brady's not there. Yeah. Everyone, oh, didn't you want to beat the Patriots with Brady? Yeah, we, we tried our best. Now that he's gone, I'm happy he's gone. Good yeah. wins. Get the hell out of the division. You know, so, I'm not stupid. So we're going up into Buffalo, the Hill people. Week one, September 13th, they've added Mario Addison, 
they added Stefan Diggs. And by the way, Paulie, Stefan Diggs, you go look at his statistics. John Brown actually had better statistics than Stefan Diggs, but he's a number one elite receiver, right? He's he's an amazing receiver. Yeah. And they added EJ Gaines and Quentin Jefferson, Josh Norman. I mean, that dude is, you know, at double ARP, you know, old Quentin in Spain. All right. So. You know, you look at them, they have a phenomenal defense. I'm not going to take away anything from their defense. Jadavius White, you know, uh, they're well coached. But uh, Josh Allen is the least accurate quarterback in the National Football League. That's that's not me hating. That's actually a fact. He can't throw the ball. He runs. Um, he's not accurate. And I don't know, Keith, if you have all those stats or, or about, about uh, Josh Allen in crunch time and not being able to complete first downs or executed the offense but we're not really afraid of josh allen and how amazing he is on the run so i expect paulie that we go up to buffalo with a fully healthy jet team and we take a w that is my expectation yeah, you sam, can say whatever you you know yeah sam needs to be the night before that game quarantined no jersey skanks at his apartment no diseases that could infest him for that week one. We got to have him 100% healthy because we know what happened last year. And, Mike, I think a lot of the reason the Bills have so much hype is just because Brady left and they're looking at them as the logical team to kind of step in here and take over the AFC East. They played pretty good last year. I mean, their schedule wasn't the hardest schedule in the world. They squeaked out a lot of games, but wins are wins. Right. Um, the one thing that's kind of misleading with Allen, I think, Say you're a Jet fan, and Paulie can relate to this. We had a run when we had Mark Sanchez his first two years. We made two AFC, AFC Championship games. To a, to a large extent, aside, he played. He played. His QB rating was good in the playoffs. Don't get me wrong with Sanchez. In the regular season, a lot of the games during those first two years, they won in spite of him. You know, he he tried his best his rookie season to lose. He threw five interceptions for his Buffalo one game. Like he he was so bad his first two years with his decision making. The Bills, Mike. They're solid all over the field. They don't really have anywhere that's a giant glaring weakness, so they're going to be a good football team. But the reason I think, my, me personally at least, and I'm going to let Paulie speak on what he thinks about the Bills next year is I just, man, when I'm watching football my whole life, when you see the really good quarterbacks, the reason they're really good and they play a really long time in the league usually is because they have pretty good decision-making. And Josh Allen didn't have really great decision-making or great accuracy in college, didn't really have that as a rookie, didn't have it last year. He had the least amount of passing attempts of any quarterback that played every single game last year and still was the least accurate. So that's hard to accomplish. His QB rating and Sam's were basically exactly the same last year, but he's looked, because of his rushing, it, it's a different factor that Sam doesn't have, and I totally understand that. He moves the change because of that. But even last year, his, his yards per carry was down three yards compared to the previous season. He only averaged about 193 yards a game. I don't know if you agree with me and Mike, but I don't understand what all the hype is when it comes to Josh Allen. For me, he is exactly what's holding back the Bills. They're mm -hmm. solid everywhere. I don't, you can't improve accuracy to me. Like when, the, the thing that frustrates me is like people look at Darnold and, and, and Allen and they're like, well, their stats are, are kind of similar and Darnold's not that, no, like there's two different things. Like, the way that the, the Jets struggled last year and the, the offensive line, like people don't take that into context. They just read box scores. Yeah. So if you can't tell, if you can't watch two two games and tell the difference between Josh Allen and Sam Darnold, I cannot help you. Um, <laughs> I don't believe you can. I don't believe you can improve accuracy. That is Allen's issue. 
Um, I, I'm not 100% sure if this is correct, but I, I believe that dating back to college, he's never had a 300-yard game in his career. Um, I watched wow. him, wow. I watched him I play at up. Wyoming against, uh, at the time, a very bad Oregon defense. Um, my wife is an Oregon fan, so I, I watch every Oregon game. Um, <laughs> he was he didn't even get 100 yards against a very bad Oregon defense in that game. Um, he's just, you know, he, he's got a cannon of an arm, and that's what scouts love. And, you know, if, and if he takes the step this year, good for him. Um, I'm not buying it. I think that, you know, we see this every every year. There's a team that's overhyped that's, you know, guaranteed to make the playoffs because, you know, they were in the playoffs last year and they got better this year. Um, you know, and, and I could see them falling on their face, but I just think the entire roster as a whole is solid that it may be able to carry his mistakes like you saw. And I'm not saying champ, AFC championship game, but like we saw the Jets team running game defense carry Sanchez. Exactly. To see them carry them to possibly making the playoffs again, because like they are, an, their roster is an improved roster from what they had last year. The question mark is the quarterback play. Um, I mean, uh, in all what, seriousness, what, what one thing, but one thing, Paulie, I just want to say, when it, you know, when you look at John Brown, people are like, John Brown's a really great receiver. You know, before John Brown got to the Bills, he didn't do anything, right? Like he no, was hurt, I, right? He didn't. I'm do, aware, so he had, but. Yeah, he had one good season, and then now he's great. Actually, if you look at Rashard Perriman and John Brown before he got to the Bills, they're very similar. You know what I'm saying? Like, they didn't really accomplish anything, either of them, right? Like, they had yeah. flashes, but none of them actually... But then John Brown had a healthy season, and now he's some really good receiver. And then you go look at Beasley. Crowder's better than Beasley. If you look at their tight end, Knox, I'm taking Herndon a million times every single day over Hernan. So really it's Diggs versus Mims where there's this huge variance. And being honest, I think that Denzel Mims is a better prospect than Diggs was when he came oh, out. I now, now, I now can't. I'm not saying that, 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 I'm not saying that Diggs is, I mean, that Mims is better than Diggs at all. I would never say that. I'm saying that if you look at their potential futures and what Diggs is now, I think Mims could be better than Diggs in a couple of years. Yeah, Diggs came out, he was drafted fifth round, I think. I mean, but he's already, Mike, the difference is with the two players is that even though, I mean, I think Diggs is a little overrated myself, but he's already has a track record in the NFL where Mims right. has nothing. Right, and we, right. We've, we've right. seen, all of us have seen Stephen Hill happen right in front of our face. Yeah. Like, and and I'm, not, I'm not saying, and I just want to make sure everyone knows, I'm not saying that Mims is better than Diggs. I am saying simply that Mims as a prospect, I see potentially him being a better receiver than Diggs in the long run. We'll see. And if the reason that the Bills offense... But we're talking about week one, though. Week one? Week one, yes. You week got, one's a uh, different the, story. They got, got it, got it. But, but this whole narrative around the Bills offense is so much better than the Jets. I can go look at running back, and really the major jump is Diggs and Mims. Every other spot is comparable. I like the Jet running backs better than the Bills running backs. Well, one uh, thing I, I'll, I'll say, Mike, is that... When it comes, I, I think that you gotta have to give you have to give them the edge at wide receiver by a degree, just because I mean Diggs right. has made a Pro Bowl, he's a pretty good player, right. obviously, right? right? But one thing with Diggs is, I think is interesting, especially considering he just went to Buffalo, is that Josh Allen, even though he has a cannon, right? He's one of the least accurate deep ball passers. He's one of the least accurate quarterbacks. We know that his deep ball is horrific. 
He can throw it far, but he has no idea where the ball is going to land. And in Buffalo, that's not a great guy to have as a quarterback. Then you add to the fact that last year, Mibs had 1,100 yards. He had about 63 catches. That's about 18 yards a clip. So he's a long ball guy. That's kind of what he does. And what his strength is, his quarterback is the worst at. I think that, you know, his strengths don't play to what his quarterback strengths are. You know, they, they're kind of going to, to me, I think, especially, I don't know if you're into fantasy, Paulie, I think Diggs is one of those guys next year on fantasy, you just got to bail on him because I don't see him having 1,100 yards, eight or nine touchdowns like he did with the Vikings last year, who loved, who even though they ran the ball a lot, um, he still had about 100 targets, and, you know, um, Thielen still had about 120 targets, so they threw the ball enough. I don't know if he's going to get that many. I know everyone's saying, oh, it's, it's a foregone conclusion, Diggs to the Bills, he's going to get a million targets. That's not their offense, though. So that's why I don't know. I don't know if it's going to, if it's, he's on paper much better, but we got to actually see, just like Paulie said with other things, we got to see how that plays out once the season starts. Well, they did, I will say this, at the skill position, they did more for Allen than the Jets did for Darnold. 100%. So I got, what do you got, uh, Paulie, against the Bills? A W or L? um, I could see them, especially if there's no fans in the stadium. Uh, because I've been to Buffalo a ton of times. It's it's raucous. It's crazy. Sam Darnold is undefeated there. Uh, granted, last season the Bills kind of rested their starters. That is a real thing. Um, so I think if there's possibility it. to no crowd, um, even with a crowd, I think the Jets have an opportunity to just kind of steal one week one. All right, great. That's what, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Week two, we got San Francisco coming into town. We got to speed these up. So, okay, we got San Francisco. They got Eric Armstead. They had a really, really good draft. Added a tra- tra- uh, Travis Benjamin. Added Jimmy Ward. Trent Williams, offensive tackle. You know, they just coming off a Super Bowl. Uh, had a really good draft. Honestly, Paulie... I think the 49ers are going to come here and and romp us, kid. Like, I, I don't see us taking oh, a dump. Oh, you're I, I don't. I, I, I just, I mean, I think that I think that San Francisco's defensive line is probably one of the best in the NFL. I, I think that they're going to, you know, our offensive line is one of the weakest or was one of the weakest. Hopefully it's, I, it's going to get tested week two. That's all I'm going to say. And I don't really have the best confidence against the San Francisco 49ers at home. What do you think? The only thing I think of the Jets favor here is that they're coming to the East coast and it's a one o'clock game. One of the few things that I, I do put, put, cause I don't like, I don't believe in strength of schedule cause it changes week to week. But one of the things I do believe in is, is, that trip is difficult for teams. We've seen teams struggle before. Um, they get a late start, you know, to the game because, you know, obviously <laughs> they're on West Coast time. It's the beginning of the year. Right. Uh, it's an opportunity for the Jets to steal a game, but but I don't think uh, – I'm don't. i not a firm believer in Garoppolo. I mean, he is a game manager. He can make most of the throws. We saw in the Super Bowl he missed an important one. So um, I think maybe if they could, if they could pressure Garoppolo – uh, and they can make some mistakes. They can keep it close. But I think, um, you know, it's all going to come down to if our offensive line can stop that D-line and yes. they're a force. So I, I, I think that yeah, that definitely is, is probably a loss for the Jets week two. And I just want to get on the record. Week one, I do think we're going to take an L up in Buffalo. And when, when it comes to week two, my entire thoughts about week two is exactly what Paulie just ended with, which is by week two, Will the Jets' offensive line have gelled enough and be successful enough as a unit to actually stop this San Francisco pass rush? Because what we've seen in the past, at least, is that every time we go up against a team, past two years at least, with a great pass rush, Gase has no answers. The offense can't do anything. So I I, um, I don't want to say it, but I think the Jets going to start out with a couple of losses here. All right, all right. Let's move on to week three at Indianapolis. They added DeForest Buckner. They got Phillip Rivers, Xavier Rhodes, 
Trey Burton in the draft. They added Michael Pittman to that receiving core. Jonathan Taylor. I love what they did in the draft, to be honest with you, the, the Colts. I'm not really a fan of going with Rivers, but I, I really like what they've done this offseason. Um, I think that the Jets will go into Indianapolis and I think they're going to take a W here because I, even though they have some talent, um, I still think this team is a team just trying to find itself. And I think that the Jets, after two very hard games to start the season, will find their way here in Indianapolis. I think that Sam Darnold is better than Phillip Rivers. I think our their, their defensive line doesn't really, really scare me. And when a team isn't able to pressure Sam that much, I have more confidence in the team to actually execute. And I do, I'm not really afraid of Xavier Rhodes as a, as a, uh, in the secondary. And I see the Jets going in here, fighting a strong one and taking a W. Rivers is definitely on the decline. Um, he had 4,600 yards last year, but he threw 23 touchdowns and 20 picks. I, I think that the Colts kind of were just trying to catch lightning in a bottle and maybe get a veteran quarterback with the solid team that they have in their good O-line uh, to try to make a run. Um, I, I'm not really sold on their defense. Mm-hmm. Um, I like things that they did in the draft, though. I, I like Pittman. I like Jonathan Taylor. But but week three, uh, honestly, I, I would say that one's kind of a uh, kind of a toss up. If Darnold has protection, I could see him lighting it up in the dome. We saw what he he's done in the dome in domes before uh, when he played in Detroit. His rookie, his first game as a rookie, um, you know, he he was on point after the pick six. So. I think indoors is, is kind of a benefit there because, you know, you get the fast track, you know, normal conditions. Um, I think the Jets possibly could win that game. Uh, but again, a lot of these things are going to come down to when you play these teams. How's the offensive line protecting Sam? And that's going to be the story until until we, we see it. Uh, but I think they could win that game. Yeah, and dudes, I think they could win that game too. And that's my first W I have is taken. I don't think we're going to win either of these first games to start the season off. But for whatever reason, we play really good against Indianapolis for a long time. Seems like the Jets always yeah. show up for that week versus that team. For whatever reason, we would always whoop Andrew Luck. So I have I was taking a W there, com- coming in at one and two. And going into week four, we have the Denver Broncos drafted a whole bunch of wide receivers in the draft this year. This game is a home game, and I don't, and there's not a lot of Denver to necessarily be scared about, Mike, but except for the fact that they have so much young talent, we don't know what this team's going to be. Um, they added, they added mean, a tremendous, cor- we know they added a tremendous cornerback. They have Gordon, who is a good running back. Um, I don't think he's a super elite running back, but I think home game. W New York Jets. Yeah, Sam, one of Sam's best games in his rookie year was against the Denver Broncos. I think he's going to do the same thing against the Denver Broncos here. I think that John Elway is a terrible general manager, and he's just been, after Peyton Manning has retired, just reaching and grasping for straws. He went and drafted Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler and all these guys like he's got Tom Brady back there, but he's got Drew Locke, and Drew Locke is a scrub and has done nothing to warrant any type of building like the what they've done around him i mean they should have done you know what they've done for drew lock they should have done that for sam darnold and sam darnold has gotten scraps and you got scrubs like this getting all these super shiny weapons so i don't really have a lot of respect for the denver broncos everyone likes to buy in now because they think they're rebuilding and they're going to be some team but i don't really believe in this team and i think they're going to come here and they're going to take a w starting the season three and one i'm an optimistic jet fan but that's how i see it what do you say paulie so I do think the Jets are going to win this game again. Uh, it's Denver traveling here. It's a short week. Um, but I am—I was not a Drew Lock fan coming out. 
but it's going to be interesting. He played well in the five games he started last year. He was 4-1. and one. He completed 64, I think almost 64, 65% of his passes. They did a lot offensively to help him. So if this offense gets clicking and he makes strides, it's going to be an interesting game. It's, it's all going to depend on what they're doing as an offense. But I've seen enough from Drew Locke down the stretch that they, that they should build around him. They've got Noah Fant. They drafted Judy. They got Cortland Sutton. They got Hamler. I think Gordon having the dual threat ability out of the backfield is going to be a, a very formidable offense for them. It's just can Drew Locke build on what he did in his five games started in last year where it, let's be honest. I mean, he was impressive. He went four and one. He had seven touchdowns, three picks. So it, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, I, I won't say I'm a believer in Locke, but all the pieces are there for him to be successful. I just say one thing. Young, when we saw Gardner Minshew come in, you know, he took the league by storm, three, four, five games, looked really, really good. And then all of a sudden he started looking like a scrub. I know, you know, Sam Darnold even came in, <laughs> came in, you know, doing his thing. But what happens is once these coaches get tape of you and they start understanding you and your tendencies, all of a sudden, you know, the game kind of. So to your point, I agree with what you said about Locke because he did come in and he did play well. Let's see how he does. Well, he played well. Uh, he played okay. I mean, the last three games, he threw two touchdown passes and an interception in three games. And, I mean, he had 300 yards, then 200, then 192, then 177. So, he played worse every game he played, you know, as the year went on. I, I, I just disagree because I, I, didn't, I didn't personally see him get better, but I didn't see him. But the whole thing is, John Elway has to build around this guy. All his chips are in on this guy because look at all the quarterbacks before Drew Locke. <laughs> so, I mean, John, I mean, look at all these scrubs that he had. I mean, a laundry list of every single scrub quarterback that you could possibly think of. You know, Joe Flacco Lynch, and Lynch. Keenum and Paxton Lynch and Trevor Simeon and Brock Osweiler. So, I don't think John Elway had a lot of options. I mean, Drew Locke played okay enough, at least last year, where his quarterback rating was around a 90-ish. So, I mean, that's not that's a little bit better than even Sam's QB rating. So, it was enough, at least for him, compared to what he just had, Mike, at quarterback. But I think it was kind of a no-brainer for them. They're like, screw it, we have to build around this kid. Now, the next one uh, I know Jet fans are not going to be happy with. I think we're taking a loss to Arizona. Now, I know I we too. should take I, – I know everyone I thinks too. we should take a win. We should take a – but I'm – this team scares me because they have playmakers. They got DeAndre Hopkins, which we already, you know, we understand what he is. They got Kenyon Drake, okay? And we know what Drake can be with a good offensive line. They've upgraded their offensive line. They've Their defense, they've added Simmons in the draft. You know, they added Jordan Phillips on the defensive tackle. Uh, uh, um, Campbell, I believe they added as well at linebacker. Uh, you know what? Like, I'm going to just say this. The Colts, Broncos, I see wins, and then I'm saying a loss to Arizona. Or let's just say they beat Arizona and they lose to the Broncos and beat the Colts. Out of these three games, they're going to go 2-1. and one. So this is the one I think they're going to lose. And I think Arizona is going to be one of the teams that is going to be on their way up. Mike, you know what Arizona reminds me of coming into this year is the Browns going into last year. Mm. They added a bit a big time wide receiver. Everyone thought they'd be so great and they fell right on their face. And I don't I just I don't know what I don't see. I know Murray last year obviously was a pretty good quarterback. As the year went on, teams kind of figured him out too and his stats went down a little bit. But I think coming into this year, he he's going to be a good quarterback. They added Hopkins, that's tremendous. But I don't see why they're going to make a leap from being one of the worst teams 
to one of to, to an actual team anyone should be worried about, just considering their draft and their free agents, which is which is decent enough, but they were bad everywhere. They had nowhere they were good last year at all, anywhere. They didn't fill every single hole on this team where now all of a sudden we should be worried about the Cardinals and it's a road game. So what it is, what it is. We're going to win this game, the Jets, and win our third game in a row. But I, the, the Cardinals, I guess, just like the Browns last year, a lot of hype around them. But I have to see it to believe it because I just don't believe in this team. What do you think, Wally? Uh, I, I think that their offense is going to to shock a lot of people. Mm. Um, they've improved defensively. Uh, but I think they have a possibility to be like, I hate this term, but I'm going to use it like, you know, an NBA fast break offense. Kyler Murray can get the ball out quick. That's mm. what Cliff wants him to do. Um, they've got three formidable receivers. They've got Fitz, who doesn't age. Um, they've got Hopkins now, and then they've got Christian Kirk. Uh, I like what Kenyon Drake can do. Um, I just think that them. I think that they might have too much for the Jets to stop um, and, and keep up with. Um because I think they have too much firepower on offense. I, I, I don't think the the comparison of the Browns, because people aren't picking them to make the playoffs and go to the Super Bowl, but yeah. they are going to be an improved team, and I, I think their offense is going to shock some people. Did people pick the Browns to go to the Super Bowl last year? Yeah. Who said that? People picking them to they go did. to the Super Bowl last year. They no, no, did. Let's be honest. Let's, a, let's, a majority let's be honest. of people. Who said that? A majority, a majority of people. Of people. Yes. So, so I uh, so I must have just checked out for the entire NFL he, preseason. He, last there year. were some people. Ma- hold on, hold on. He said a majority of people picked the Browns there was to go to the, the Super Browns. Bowl. Yes, yeah. okay. there I was. Know we, I, I know we live in the Trump world of hyperbole. A majority of people last year were not picking the Browns to go to the Super Bowl. I people, saw. So last Browns year, last year the Ravens and the Chiefs and the Patriots for the season. They, that wasn't the favorites to most. No, people. nobody picked the, the Browns. Ravens seasons. Nobody picked the. Everybody picked the Browns to win that division, go to the playoffs, and possibly make the Super Bowl. Yes, I saw a couple of Browns going know. to the Super yeah. Bowl. I did. I didn't yeah. see any. Ra- I didn't see any Ravens. I did see some Browns, just like with the Bills that we're seeing right now. Like all that crap. I just showed. Remember, I sent you that text with the Bills, and people yeah. are saying they're gonna. That's what what the Browns were, and they were a horrific, horrific disappointment to the NFL last year because they just didn't. They fell on their face. Well, we'll 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 see what happens. Then we play the Chargers. I think, I think we're gonna beat the Chargers. I don't really think that whether you have Herbert or whether you have uh, Tyrod Taylor, um, this team is better than us. And I think that the Jets will go right up into L.A. and take a W. I'm not afraid of the Los Angeles Chargers at all. They re-signed uh, Henry. They had a pretty good draft. Um, added uh, Brian Balaga. They re-signed Eckler. Eckler is a really is a good back. He's not an amazing back. Um, and then signed Chris Harris. So I'm not really the that afraid of LA and then maybe with COVID they're not going to have a lot of fans there even if they did have fans they don't have any fans anyway so you know I, I think we're taking a, a W there what do you think Paul it all, it's all going to come down to they, their secondary is elite Casey Hayward and, and Chris Harris are very good yeah. um, Derwin James is 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 close right behind uh, Jamal in the AFC safeties yeah. um, so they're, they're and then obviously they got Bosa and Ingram so I don't think the Jets win this game. I think this is going to be Darnold's first real test. I mean, the Bills' secondary is solid, but I, I firmly believe, obviously, the Chargers are better. And I think this is going to be Sam's first real difficult test with with a defense. Oh, wow. Um, wow. So I think I do, I do not think that they, they beat the Chargers, um, especially if Tyrod's playing quarterback. He plays it really safe and, and doesn't make mistakes. But, um, but I, I do think the Jets lose this game. 
What about you, Keith? I think Paulie explained it best. Just when we go out there, I never feel good about us playing in the West Coast just because of our past history there. I don't think Herbert will be playing by this game. I think Tyrod will still be out there. Doesn't make mistakes like Paulie just said. Holds onto the ball. Good game manager. Um, Eckler actually has proven himself to be a weapon out there. They have some good receivers on the squad. So for whatever reason, Mike, I don't like this game. I don't, I don't feel good about this. Uh, us playing the Chargers here. I think it's going to be an L for the Jets. Okay. So right now through – Week six, I've got us at four and two, and I believe both of you got us at about four and two as well. I think so far. And then uh, it, when we then we play the week seven, we go against the Bills at home. I'm, I'm just gonna say a W because <laughs> I hate them. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Why not? Uh, we're going five and two to start the season. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I, I got the L. Let's see. I got L to the Arizona Cardinals, and I got an L to the San Francisco 49ers. And then, what do you? What do you? You have us beating the Bills at home? Uh, I, I do think that the Jets are going to beat the Bills. Now, I, again, this all comes down to Allen, and I think that they can control him. I think that they can handle him, and I think that the the hunger from stealing a win in Week One and having the chance to you know, beat the team that everybody's picking to win the division. Um, I do think that the Jets have an opportunity to win this game too, which I think I don't think that I have them at five and two because I had them. Let's see, I had them winning week one. I had them losing week two. I had them. I, I had them as a as a coin flip for week three. I had them winning week four, and then let's see, and losing to the Cardinals and beating the Bills. So yeah, I guess I got them around right around there. Yeah, so we got them at five and two right now. And Keith, you're what do you say, Bills W? Yeah, I think this second time versus the Bills at home, I think we're gonna get a W, Mike. I don't, I don't like the I don't like Week One on the road, um, but I think when we come back here, we're due for a win versus them. We haven't beaten them at home. Uh, it feels like in forever. Be there, obviously, Mike. You know that's my most hated team, most hated fan base, my most hated city on the face of the planet Earth is Buffalo. I just have so bad memories, Mike, of us playing them at MetLife Stadium. But I think we're gonna go ahead, Week Seven, take a win. All right. Next is Kansas City. That's an L. Lost. Lost. We don't, <laughs> we don't even got to get into it. it. Do we got to talk about it? I don't think we do. I don't think we no, do. I think we can move on. I don't on. think so. Week, I don't think nine, so. <laughs> week nine against the New England Patriots on a Monday night. Wow. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I don't like the Patriots because I don't like Bill Belichick. And I know their, their quarterback is a scrub, but I just don't like them. And um, so right now we got us a five there. I think we take an uh, – I think we take – I think – I'm just going to be honest. We take an L because we yep. always take L to the stupid Patriots and I always get my heart ripped out. So I'm just saying it now. L. I, I'm saying a loss too. Um, I mean, I'm hoping that Darnold rectifies the, the demons from Monday night last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but prove me wrong. Uh, until until somebody takes them down in this division, it's their division. I don't care what anybody says. Um, so let's start taking them down. I'm going to say it's an L, but prove me wrong. What yeah, about I, feel this, I feel the same exact way, guys. Until I can actually see this in front of me, a slay this beast, that's the New England Patriots, even though they don't have Tom Brady there anymore. Um, I'm, I'm going to have to say a loss this week, Mike. I don't feel good about going up to New England at all, even without Brady. Yeah. New look Jets, new look Patriots to a degree on offense, but it's still the Patriots. It's still the Jets. We know the nightmares. We all have the memories. Um, even, even last year with, with Darnold, it seems like we always add some new little tidbit of torture to ourselves every time we play this goddamn team. So, no, I, I don't see us going up there week nine, Mike, and taking a W. I have us for an L that week. Yep, and then after that, so we're five and four right now. That's where we got we got the Jets at five and four. Yeah, we go too. sit. We go six and four. 
we go seven and four because we're beating the Miami Dolphins back to back. The Do- we're gonna scrape the Dolphins in Miami, take go to the bye and come back and scrape them again. Yeah, they've added whoever they added, Kyle Vannoy, uh, a Landon Collins. And to be honest with you, I didn't want. You know what, Bully? I I don't know if you're gonna agree with me or not. Pyron Jones was. They were like Pyron Jones. We gotta get. You know what? He's a zone cornerback. And he was one of the most overrated cornerbacks. I did not want him on the Jets. I didn't. I didn't. You ask Keith. I did not want Byron Jones because he. I knew he was going to be expensive, and he's overrated. Now, is Miami secondary amazing? Yes, it is. 100% agree. But Byron Jones isn't Darrell Revis. And people so also made a big it. deal about them getting Shaq Lawson. I mean, Shaq Lawson might be good, but he wasn't even a starter in Buffalo, so we have no idea. Exactly. He's one of those type of players. You know? And, and, and the draft, Mike, they, they were able to upgrade the O-line with, with two good picks. But Eric Flowers was like their big offensive line for agent signing. <laughs> Let me see if you agree with me, Paulie. I think week 10 and 12, I, it's hard for me to envision two wins. I think it's going to be a one and one. What do you think? I do too. Darnold has struggled with the Dolphins. Uh, the first game in Miami, I think they lose. Um, their secondary is very good. I mean, like I said, history shows Darnold has struggled with the Dolphins since he's been here. It's kind of been the opposite of the Bills. Um... I, I do think that they win coming out of the bye week and they take the win at home, so I think they'll split. Uh, but I think that game at Miami, um, they are going to lose. Um, you know, this team that the Miami, you know, people say, oh, well, Gase has been gone for, for a year now. I still think that the, there's a little hunger in there from some of the players that are still there. Um, and I think that, you know, the, if there's fans, um, you know, I hate this franchise more than anything. So, you know, the, there's a, usually a lot of uh, Jets fans that go to Miami because, you know, like 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 MetLife gets invaded with opposing fans. So does Miami. Uh, but I do think they lose the game in Miami, but win the game uh, at home against the Dolphins. It's a weird, it's a weird, you know, away so by home thing. But um, it's going to be interesting. And Mike, okay. I might have heard this incorrectly. Is this the first time teams have ever played like this back to back, week ten or twelve? In, I guess. I, I, I Is that what it was? Ninety-one was the last time it was done. Wow. Because in my head, I try to remember. I'm like, with the Jets, I know it's never happened. It's just such a strange situation that's hard to envision for me, at least, and all of us who are Jet fans, just storming through two Ws, especially considering the way Paulie said they, that Sam has performed versus the Dolphins, who, for whatever reason, this guy just can't do anything against. But Mike, heading into the Raiders game, looks like I have the Jets at six and five. Where do you have them? I got them at seven and four, but I'll go with you guys. You convinced me. Six and five. I want to stick with you guys. Six and five, going into uh, Las Vegas, coming back to MetLife. W. We the last time they came here, we got a W. We ba- we smack Renfro in the in the in the <laughs> <laughs> destroyed him. Lesson Austin's coming out. Lesson Austin, uh, but Paul, I don't know if you saw that play. Uh, Renfro caught the ball and Lesson Austin just smacked yeah. him. You I do saw that. that. Remember? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was wonderful. So, oh, no. And they spanked. They did last year. They spanked him. I don't. I think they only got a field goal. The Raiders, which was wonderful. And if our friend Dan Scampoli is listening right now, we put the smackdown on you, just like I said we would. It felt so wonderful. Our giant Raider fan friend, we hate you so much, Paulie. What do you think? Raiders come in. You think it's going to be similar to last year? Yeah. Obviously, their team has made some changes. What do you think about the Raiders 2020 coming into MetLife? Uh, I. It's been weird because Derek Carr was looked so promising, and then he's just kind of regressed a little bit over the last few years. Um, I, I do think the Jets can win this game. Um, yeah. It's crazy because I, I I don't I don't see this team winning more games than they did last year, just because based off the schedule. But now that I'm starting to think, 
You know, maybe they are a seven and nine, eight and eighteen. Yeah, maybe. That's what I'm and, yeah. And and so I do think that they're going to beat the Raiders. Um, I definitely know that they're not winning the following week. So oh yeah, can, yeah. We're uh, about Raiders. to get into that here in a second. Yeah. So you you got them at seven and five. We got them at seven and five. They go into Seattle. They're taking an L. I'm yeah. not yeah. going to. They got Gino there in the background, just going to be sitting sitting in the back, just <laughs> laughing. Oh, Gino, I, listen. The, the the Seahawks have the most underappreciated player in the NFL in Russell Wilson. Um, I mean, the only team that has more playoff wins uh, in the last, I forgot how many years, other than the Patriots is the Seahawks. Uh, Russell Wilson is just so good. He does more with less. Uh, I'm glad they finally got him a receiver and a receiver that I loved in DK Metcalf. Um, you know, somehow, some way, Russell Wilson is Brian Schottenheimer proof. Um, <laughs> it's amazing. He's just, he's such a great player. Um, I watch him in awe. Um, one of my favorite players in the league, and and the Jets will not go into Seattle and win this game. Yeah, Russell Wilson's about to go into his ninth year, Mike. He has only 68 interceptions in his entire career. Oh. I think I just, that's as many as Jameis Winston had all of last season, I think. Wow. Um, wow. 200, I mean, he's – I always say this, man. Paul, I just want to jump on – piggyback on that. He's probably – absolutely the most underrated player. Every single year shows up. Every single year that team has a good record. Every single year he has them in contention. You watch games, you see him run all over the field, do everything for that team to win. I love Russell Wilson. I do not see us getting a W in that game, Mike, at all. Yeah, and then we go to the Los Angeles Rams. I mean, I'm not really afraid of the Rams. I don't really think the Rams team is, like, all that great. Uh, you know, they lost Cooks. I don't think Cooks was, like, a superstar receiver in the first place. I do like Cup. You know, I just don't think their quarterback is really that great. I think they have a good coach. You know, um, they got Cam Akers now. I think he's going to be tremendous as a running back. I still think that going out to L.A. is tough, like you guys said before. So I'm going to give us an L here as well uh, going into Los Angeles um, from Seattle. So two L's here in a row putting us at uh, at 7-6. and six. See, Mike, I don't think so, man. I think that last year you saw that a lot of how, what made the Rams go, even that year they made the Super Bowl, towards the end of the year, I know Gurley wasn't really playing. They still were able to go on a good run. Goff played decent enough, but Gurley was kind of the engine behind that team last year. Wasn't able to do too much. That team kind of, offense kind of sputtered. I don't think Cam Akers is a Todd Gurley level player or has any potential to be a player of that level. Woods is a good receiver. Cup's a good receiver. I think the Jets can win this game. I think they're going to go in after the Seattle game. They're going to probably, more than likely, there's another road game, so they'll stay out on the West Coast, be more acclimated than they were on the Seattle game. I think we're going to win this week. Okay, so you got them to say eight, eight, they, you got us at eight and six. I got I us do. at seven and seven, eight. Okay, and what about you, Paulie? Yeah, I think they lose this game. Um, while I think that they disappointed and took a step back last year, they still won nine games. Um, I think that their defense is a lot better than people think. Um, I think Ramsey has a bounce back year for them. I think the Jets go to the West Coast, and this team with who had wonderful jerseys and could have made their rebrand very nice and simple with terrible jerseys are going to beat the Jets. <laughs> okay, okay, and then and then I have a prediction for everybody here, and I always I'm going to bring this up. I want you, Keith, you save this recording for Week 16 of the NFL season. This will be Sam Darnold's stamp game. This will be his game where he comes out and everyone says, this kid is going to be the future of the NFL. This game right here. Because he didn't get a chance. Because he didn't get a chance to play against uh, Baker Mayfield last year because of the mono. The year before, Baker wasn't starting everything. This is going to be the first time 
that it will be Baker Mayfield, the one quarterback that was picked ahead of him, and Sam Darnold is going to go in this game, and he is going to wreck shop, and we're taking the W. We're going to be 8-7 and seven after this game. Yeah, Mike, uh, I agree with you. Last year was so – I mean, I, I just had – it took me a second there because that game last year versus Cleveland was just – I mean, they had, if they had any type of quarterback play at all, that's a W. Because they, they were trying to lose that game. You know it. They, you know They it. did everything they could last year to lose that game. It's just that we had we had a nobody at quarterback. Simeon got injured right away. I think this year, hopefully, by the time we get to Week 16, Mike, this game means a lot. If the season goes the way I have it playing out, this is a game where we could be playing for our ninth win. Home crowd fired up. They wouldn't have had a home game um, for about three weeks before this. So by the time this game comes, end of December versus the Browns, who knows? Maybe a playoff shot on the line or keeping themselves in playoff contention. I think the Cleveland Browns and the Jets are, I think the Browns maybe talent-wise are a little ahead of us, but our teams are very comparable. I'll give a slight edge to us at home. I think they can come away with a W this week. What do you think, Paul? You think they have a shot end of the season versus the Browns? Do you think the Browns this year, as compared to last year, will be rolling? I think the Browns are better than they were last year, but I think the Jets will have an opportunity to win this game at home. Nice. Um, I I think nice. Darnold is is better than Baker Mayfield. Me too. Um, and I and I, I kind of nice. agree. I kind of agree with that coming out game. Um, you know, I would like to see it a lot earlier in the year, but I think that, like you said, <laughs> the first time Darnold and and Baker are playing, and I, I think he will outplay him in this game. Uh, but you know, I I do think the Jets will win this game. So. Uh, you might not like my answer to the next week, but um, but for this week, I give them a W. All right. So Keith has him at nine and uh, nine and six. We got him at eight, at eight and seven. And then going into New England last game, I want to say a W, guys. I, I want to. I'm I'm going to. I'm going to. We're going nine and seven. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say that last game. We're gonna go nine and seven, and, and we go make the playoffs. F it. I don't care. I I know the truth. We're probably gonna go eight and eight. <laughs> But I'm just going to say it, man. I'm just going to say it. We're going to New England. Jared Stidham isn't beating us twice. You know, I remember the one time Stidham came in, Jamal Adams took it back for pick six. So, you know what? Screw it. I'm taking a W. Week 17, heading to the postseason. Let's Mike, go. I love I love the enthusiasm. I'm just going to go back to what I said about week nine. And I, I mean, I think Paulie, uh, for what he iterated a moment ago, thinks that that's going to take an L also. It's just, it's so hard for me at this point to envision us the end of the last week of the season getting some big win over New England because it just hasn't happened in so long. So maybe maybe even the biggest one we've had over the mic I remember in a long time is maybe the playoff game with Sanchez. You know, that that actually meant a lot to us as fans. So last week of the season coming in, I have us around nine and six. Unfortunately, Mike, I don't see a W this week. Um, Paulie, what do you think? You think it's going to be a tough one for the Jets last week of the season? You just can't envision that W either? You know, it's weird because when Gase was in Miami, he always would steal one from New England in New England. Yeah, man. But, yeah. But but until I see it happen again, you know, I my as I mentioned earlier, my wife is an Oregon Ducks fan. My wife is also a Patriots fan. Um, oh had, no! Oh no! Yeah, so, no! So I've had to deal with this. Um, you know, we've been together for twelve years. So until I see a change, I mean, I'm not picking them to win the game. Um, I want to be wrong. Um, you know, I, I, I don't like making schedule predictions, but I said that this team could be anywhere from a six-win team to an eight-win uh, eight team. So at least this kind of sticks with my eight wins. Yeah. Um, but, I, I, you know, the, 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 they could surprise us this year. And like I said, there's a chance that this team is better than they were last year, but doesn't win seven games. They win six. You know, the schedule 
says it's hard, but it changes week to week. So, you know, if somehow, some way the schedule falls the right way for them and they, and they take some games, I just, and, and I'll touch on this in the, you know, when we get to the end part where we talk about Sam a little bit. Um, but I, I think, you know, an 8-8 eight eight season, could that get them in the playoffs with the extra new wildcard team? Possibly. Uh, I don't see why it wouldn't, but... You know, it's it's going to be hard for me to see that they can they can beat New England until we see it. And I, I know in years they beat them in overtime. Decker caught the pass. I get it great. But, you know, for the most part, this franchise has owned the Jets over the last 20 years. I mean, we've gotten our few wins in the playoffs, a few here in the regular season. But and until they show me that they can take the next step to finally putting this team in the past and, and get to a being a team that, you know, owns this division, I'm not going to pick them to beat them. I got you, man. And I'm, you know what, as far as expectations, eight and eight, nine and seven, seven and nine. That's my expectations. I think we're all right around the same place. All of us. I think all of us here and going through the schedule, I think that's where they're going to end up. Now, we could be much better than that. And that's if Sam Darnold makes a large jump in his third year, second year in Adam Gase's offense. Now, I'm going to say this, guys. Sam Darnold right now, his completion percentage is about career 60%, right around there. Um, He made a marginal improvement from year one to year two. Obviously, he hasn't had weapons. Obviously, he hasn't had the offensive line. Um, He now has some consistency with uh, the system that he's playing in. He's going into his 23rd year of life. He's still younger than Gerald Burrow. Okay, and a lot of times at this age, this is where the Mahomeses and the, you know, younger players who do make those leaps that, you know, we saw uh, Carson Wentz at this age do some things. So I think that if Sam, I I have a stat for you, Paulie, I want, I didn't know if you knew about, but Sam Darnold last year had the NFL's second highest passer rating when targeting tight ends. 125.5. He was 42 for 56, 439 yards and six tees, one in. Okay. He, when we get Chris Herndon back and we have Ryan Griffin back and we have Denzel Mims and we got the offensive line, this kid could take a a leap. And if he takes a leap, guys, guys, if he takes a leap, we can win the division. We can win the division and we can be competitive in the postseason if we have a quarterback that's a top 10 quarterback. I'm not saying this is going to happen, but it could. And I love Sam Darnold because he does things. There are some plays that he does to me that are like, I've watched it. Keith Keith's texted me like we were watching the game. He's like, did you just see that? Like he does stuff that you can't teach. Okay. And I look at all these quarterbacks here. I just heard Dan Olaski today. He said, I would rather have Sam Darnold for the future than Lamar Jackson. Straight up Whoa. said that. He straight okay. said that today. <laughs> he said that because he goes, look at Lamar Jackson. He has one of the best offensive lines in the league, has a system predicated to his talents, has one of the best run games in the league. If you gave Sam Darnold all that stuff, do you think that Sam would be where he is now or it would be a different story? Sam has had nothing. Okay. So I'm not going to go on a limb that far with Lamar Jackson, but I am going to say I'm very excited. Sam Darnold, my expectations are for him to take a leap. I'm not saying top 10, but I would expect him to be better than Stafford, better than Garoppolo, hovering around, you know, what Phil hovering around. 
off the top of my head, I have no idea where he'd end up being ranked or quarterback I know. I just know that uh, the only stat that matters to me with Sam is wins and losses. And that's the only thing that I think matters to most Jet fans. You know, and as long as we've all been Jet fans and as many quarterbacks as we've gone through... I don't care about anything else except just wins and losses. And the best way you get wins and losses is having your quarterback be efficient. He was slightly more efficient last year, Mike, than the year before. Played the same amount of games, had more touchdowns, had less interceptions, had a better quarterback rating, threw for more yards per game. And he did that all in a vacuum where his offensive line was the worst offensive line in the league. So I think... In a, if you grade like like we're back in school, if you grade it on a curve, he probably took a bigger leap last year than people noticed just because of what he was dealt. Like you said at the beginning of uh, your monologue, Mike. So I don't know where he's going to end up, Sam, ranked next year. I just think that he has the potential to be, you know, he was in the mid-20s to lower 20s last year, but kind of look what he was dealing with. I think he could be a top half of the league quarterback, and all I want him to do is win games and I, that, right. that means more to me than anything Mike and him taking a leap obviously is going to give us big W's but if he plays 16 games next year I don't see why he can't throw for over 3,500 yards why he can't get mid-20s and touchdowns it's just those games and Paulie I'm going to let you speak on this in a second what you think about Sam next year just the game Sam has that kind of that, that destroy his stats are the games when he throws four interceptions, five interceptions, like the, the Patriot game, or times he just has, you're like, what is happening today? You know, and he's had a lot of those his first two years. Now he's 21 years old and he's 22 years old. It's something a lot of times we don't take into context. Is that he's only, now he's coming into his 23rd year of life and he's already played 26 NFL games. I think he'll take a big leap this year, Mike. I don't see Lamar Jackson, any of that type of stuff. Right. Um, but I think he's going to be a much better, much more efficient quarterback. I think he's a better quarterback than Josh Allen and a lot, I think he's a much better quarterback than a lot of people give him credit for. But I think next year, you can see him in the top 10, top 15. But what do you think, Paulie? What do you think for Sam next year? You think he's going to take a leap? Do you think with Gase? Let me, I want to hear what you say about this too. Do you think there's any reason Gase is the reason he won't take a leap? What do you see for the future for him? So first things first, I wanted him to play 16 games. Um, yeah. I thought he was going to take the leap last year, but obviously injuries derailed that. We've seen, you know, he got hurt the year before in his rookie season. You know, Mono's not really an injury, but he missed games. So first things first, I want him to to play 16 games. Second, I do think he's going to take a leap this year. Um, I think that he could be good in spite of Gase, but I also think that maybe him taking that step maybe help, helps improve Gase as well. Um, you know, I'm not a big believer in Gase, but I'm here to try and hope that, you know, things start clicking for not only Sam, but for him too. Um, he was brought here to improve Sam. I guess we 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 have to call last year a wash. Um, you know, he played Gase coach three games with a not an NFL quarterback on the roster to be able. You know what I mean? So yeah, I'm dude. not. You're right. I'm not. I'm not absolving Gase. I I don't. I'm not a believer in him. But I've said this all the time. Like people come at me and say, you know, you'd rather be right than have. Gase win with the Jets, and that couldn't be further from the truth. I don't care if Mickey Mouse, I've said this before, is coaching <laughs> this team. You know, if, if Gase is successful, I want Gase to be coach of the year. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I want this team to be successful. So I do think Sam can be good in spite of Gase, and I think that might help Gase a little bit. Um, but but I, I don't, I personally, uh, again, I know you said you care about wins and losses, and obviously I want this team to win games, but I did say as well this team might be better than they were last year, but maybe only win seven games or six games. Yeah, I need to see. Sure. I need to see. You know, if they're not, if we're not getting beat by teams, we shouldn't be getting beat by like the Bengals, the winless Bengals and winless Dolphins. This team needs to be in games. This team needs to be competitive. Sam needs to be good. 
that's what I want to see this year. And if they, if the team is good and they win more games, awesome. I don't think we're going to see a stretch where, like, you have the ghost game and then the following week, you know, he follows up four interceptions with three. I don't think he's going to have seven interceptions in two games. I mean, if you take away those that bad two-game stretch, you know, for the games that Darnold did play, I mean, his interceptions are low. And it's Absolutely. always a, it's always a what-if game, but I don't think he's going to have games where he's having – four interceptions followed by three interceptions. I don't think we're going to see that. Um, I would like to see him get to, you know, between 35 and 4,000 yards, 3,500 and 4,000 yards. I'd like to see him get into the 30 touchdown range. That's what these young quarterbacks are doing. I don't want to see quarterbacks for the Jets throwing in the 20s anymore. Let's get in 2020. Let's get to 30 touchdowns. If, if if Herndon is as good as we believe and he's on the field, if yeah. Griffin is as solid and has that rep, that rapport with Sam that we saw last year before he got hurt, that's weapons that he has that kind of make up for the lack of wide receivers. So I don't see why we can't expect Sam to take a leap and, and get 30 touchdowns. I really yeah. don't. So, man. Oh, I mean, man, please. But, but he, it, it has to happen. So while I'm hopeful and I think it can a lot of things have to go right for the Jets, which we know the history of this franchise. It doesn't happen. But I think, I, I just, I hate when people say, well, I wish the Jets took this player or I wish the Jets took that player. I'm sorry. I, I want, I loved Patrick Mahomes coming out in the draft. I thought he would have been the best quarterback of that class. So far, we see that's correct. But I don't know if, if, if Patrick Mahomes was put in the Jets with what Sam has has been given, if he's beat, if he's the MVP and winning a Super Bowl, you know what I mean? I yeah, agree, I don't, yeah, I agree with you. And there's, I agree like, there's, with you. Paul, you're so right. If, if you take the same exact player, if you take Mahomes off the Chiefs and just put him on the Jets last year, his stats aren't looking like they look. So you're you're 100 correct. And and I and I like Lamar Jackson. I love what he's doing, but the Ravens uh, have a hell of a coach in Harbaugh. Uh, they have a hell of a front office. Uh, in DaCosta, who took over for Ozzie Newsom, they built that team around Lamar to make Lamar successful, and that is why he's running the offense to 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 precision and winning the MVP. Because the teams, the players are very good, but the teams have also done things to keep the players good. The Jets have not done that for Sam. We're kind of in year one of that, unfortunately, because Darnold's first two years are washes, and now we have a GM in here that we believe in. Um, so we just got to hope that they now build around Sam from year, let's call this year one, next year, year two. Right. Um, I hate feeling like we're a year away, but we are. That's the, yeah. you know, if, yep. if we arrive a little bit early because Sam takes the leap, great. But I, again, I, I picked eight wins here, but like we said, I can see them from anywhere six to eight wins, mostly the six wins. But if a few things go their way and Sam takes a leap, there's no reason why they can't win eight. That's what's yeah. up, man. That's you look up. at last year, man. That, like you said, that first game, Sam Edmano. The three games after that, we didn't even have an NFL quarterback. Falk did not throw one touchdown last year. He, we could have put. I could have not. Any of us could have not thrown a touchdown. So we had basically a non-entity in at quarterback those games. The rest of the year, we won seven games, only lost five games the rest of the year. So I mean, at least that's a glimmer of hope to look at. Everything you said, man, I totally agree with. And you know, the only Jet quarterback to ever throw thirty touchdowns in a season is Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yep. Yep. So if and Sam, and I know, and we pathetic. all know that. All, and when when he did it, when he actually threw 31, in my head, I went, "That's there's no way that's right. I looked, took my phone out, looked it up, and I was like, it's wow, that is pathetic. Like, Vinny, I might be wrong. I, I remember Vinny in 98 came close, 28 or 29 or something like that. Namath had some mid-20 years. And, you know, Sanchez had 25 or 26 one year. Ken O'Brien about the same. But that's like, 
Like, Paulie, that's insane to think 30. How, how could Ryan Fitzpatrick be the only person to do that? And Sam needs to get. If you want to be considered elite, if you, Mike, in the type of season you're talking about him having, that's a 30-touchdown season. Yeah, he, you're right. Yeah, and if he does have that type of season with 30 touchdowns, obviously, the Jets are going to be looking pretty good, man, because considering the running game, that we might be slightly improved this year just because of the line. Not, we haven't even talked about this. Like, the, the offensive line, obviously, for Sam was pathetic. For Le'Veon Bell, no offensive line held their blocks for less amount of time last year. They hit, hit every home run when it comes to being pathetic at offensive line, so there might be an increase, or he might be much better next year just because of that too so a lot of positives to look at next year all right guys yeah. that's it for this week paulie you're thank you so much for joining us bro you absolutely killed it as expected you know everything going on with the jets we really appreciate it paulie if anyone does want to get at you hear what you got going on on social media anywhere out there where could they do that yeah so on twitter obviously you can give me a follow um you know, uh, it's mostly all sports and popular culture. Uh, you know, a lot of tr- a lot of accounts get into a lot of other stuff, but I keep it simple because that's how I like it. Um, you can follow me at Paulie P A U L I E underscore B R U Z. Um, you can follow my two podcasts, uh, one with my co-host Kyle Fahey and Greg Armstrong on um, the Jets Brawl at Jets Brawl, um, and as well as my own personal podcast with my co-host Pat Bailey. Uh, we're discussing all sports. Uh, you know, all leagues, um, you know, we mix in some gambling and stuff. It's at the pod fodders. It's at T H E P O D F O D D E R S. Thanks guys for having me. Appreciate it. Uh, I always love talking jets and this was fun. Awesome, dude. Thank you so much, man. On behalf of the biggest jet fan in the state of Texas and Paulie Brzee's at jet bro and the pod father podcast. I'm Keith Farrell signing out for this week, everybody. Peace out. Hey, this is Joe Namath, and uh, they say it ain't easy being green. Are you ready? The New York Jets can beat anybody in the world, and I think we're going to win next Sunday. The New York Jets. I think Jet fans. Jet fans. Jet fans. Very passionate. Bird, Ray, Bird. Thank you, all you fans. They got their guy. Darnold falling to the Jets. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. That's such an upside. I think Jet fans. Very passionate. Brady sucks. Don't be the sucks. Don't believe it.